0: I'm Shannon
1: and I'm Lisa
0: and you're listening to Black Blacktivities,
1: a celebration of all things black,
0: black culture, black history, black
1: perspectives and black manage. Celebrating our blackness doesn't mean exclusion. Everybody's invited, but you got to come in and have a seat. So, so let, let the black Black-tivities, Blacktivities begin. begin.
0: Welcome again to our very first episode of Black Tivities. I'm Shannon. And
1: I am Mona Lisa.
0: And we are the talented duo who will be serving y'all a whole lot of black girl magic.
1: I have to say one. I want to say this to you. Yes, it's June C, but I want to say this really quick, guys. I just want to get this out the way. I want to. First, applaud you for this awesome idea. And then also, thank you for allowing this opportunity to come and you know be on this with you because this is going to be such a treat. The things that you have planned and the things that I have come together and we planned, it's going to be amazing. I'm telling you, it's going to be an awesome road.
0: Oh, we got a lot planned. <laughs> yes. So it's yes. Juneteenth, 2022, and we intentionally named this episode Free-ish. Because Mm. freedom is what this holiday celebrates. So, Lisa, I don't know if you've done this before, but my husband and I noticed this. When we went for a walk one day in our neighborhood, we live in a pretty diverse neighborhood in a historically not so diverse city.
1: Mm, Okay.
0: Some white people came walking in the other direction from the way we were walking. And when we got to where they were, we stepped off the sidewalk to move out of their way. And my husband was like, why do we do that? Because those white people, they didn't act like they were going to step to the side and move out the way. They just kept on walking like that's just what was supposed to happen.
1: I think more or less when it comes down to stuff like that, it's just, I don't want to say it's embedded in our DNA. It's just its like, I don't know, it's just like an automatic thing that we have grasped. And when we do run into terms on, you know what? I'm not going to step on. I'm going to try them up because who, who do they think they messing with? <laughs> it's looking as if, you know, we're the challenging ones. Like we got the attitude problems. So I think it's just something that is just, it's taught to us. Well,
0: I think we are free-ish, which brings us to sex Facts. So, Abraham Lincoln, right, he issued the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863 saying that slaves in states controlled by the Confederates should be free, but that didn't apply to the entire U.S. to be, and good old Texas was like, huh, oh, you talking about us? Uh, Carry on. So then (laughs) Two and a half years later, they sent them boys, the federal troops, to Galveston, who said, bruh, and they freed everybody else. And that's why we celebrate Juneteenth. So slavery-
1: Imagine this. Imagine this. Sorry to cut you out, but imagine this, though. The job you have right now, okay? Now, you know, okay, yes, you pay your bills- This is something that you do. Like, okay, you may have a little love for, but when it's time to go, it's time to go. Imagine somebody come and say, why are you still here? And you're like, what you mean? Oh yeah, they left like three hours ago. Right. You're going to be mad.
0: Right. (laughs) So slavery ended on paper in December of 1865 with the 13th Amendment, which sounds like a long time ago, but that doggone Jim Crow. Think about this. Segregation only ended in 1964 with the passing of the Civil Rights Act. That's only 58 years ago. Like our grandparents and some of our parents experienced that. So we are not that far removed from all this racism and stuff. And that is sex facts.
1: That's crazy. That is really crazy. So let's talk about that.
0: What are some ways that you think we're free-ish, Talisa?
1: Free-ish. Well, coming from where I come from, and I don't want to throw out the field where I work, but when it comes to finances, when it comes to opportunities, I feel like, yes, we're giving a leeway when we start our own businesses before it's getting that jump start or getting that, you know that little loan or money or whatever, sometimes mm, it just doesn't work out that way. So yeah, we have, we're freeish when it comes to certain things and being entrepreneurs and all of that. But when it comes to certain resources, mm, they kind of like, <laughs> get, get in your lane, stay in your lane. So I think with that, we kind of freeish.
0: Yeah, because it's like, they're like, okay, you know, you have technically on paper All the rights is everybody else. Mm -hmm. But when you start getting to a certain level or you start Mm -hmm. to step into their territory, it's like, okay, now we got a problem. We got to make some kind of rule that doesn't look like it's going backward. Mm -hmm. But we got to stop you from exercising all the rights that you have. Right.
1: And then another thing with us is whenever we're like, even though we're doing it the right way, um, we're trying to go by these laws. And like you said before, they'll figure out some type of way to kind of push us back. Anytime that we are combative, then we're the problem. Mm. Say that again. Anytime we're combative, then we're the problem.
0: The angry black woman. Yes.
1: And don't no, get me wrong, I love, I love, you know, being, you know, the strong woman, you know what I'm saying? But there are certain situations where I'm like, yo, like, that ain't right. Like, this is what we're going to do. This is the laws. This is, you know, section three of this and this and this. And because I'm bringing it up, they're like, well, why do you want to come over here and cause a problem? Right. What you so mad for? That's my, that's, that's, oh, let me tell you. If I had a penny for every time I heard, what you so mad for? What you mad for? And you <laughs> sit there dumbfounded, like, oh you kidding? Or, like seriously? What I'm mad for? I'll tell this up over here. I'll slang all this up over here. I'll show you mad. <laughs> but we but that's something else that we have taught that we have to figure out a way, respectively, figure out a way to not be the angry person, even though they portray us to be. And that's something else that's embedded in our DNA is turning the other cheek. Right.
0: I'm thinking about someone that I work with who, you know, we have certain things we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And this person never does what we have been told we're supposed God, to do. i be careful now. <laughs> this person is of the Caucasian mm-hmm. persuasion. Mm-hmm. And... It's like everything that authority tells us we're supposed to do. This person does not do it. They do the opposite. Right. But let me do that. Would I have a job? I really don't think so. No.
1: No. Let's say if you did go up, we break snitch code. I'm like, yo, why so and so, so and so ain't got to do this? Then I'm going to totally turn to look at you and I'm going to be like, What's your problem? Why are you so mad? What you worried about it for? And then <laughs> hence, we get told to stay in our lane. So, right. That's why I choose my battles wisely nowadays. Yes, I grasp the whole freeish concept, but I choose my battles wisely.
0: Well, think too about the NFL. Mm. The whole thing with Brian Flores, the coach.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm.
0: When you think about the structure. Of the NFL, to me, that's like, you know, this the rich white slave owners, right? Who mm-hmm. own these teams, mm-hmm. but then mostly on the teams are black people.
1: What they said, 70% of the NFL players are black. Is that is that the right I don't number?
0: have a specific stat for that, but
1: I think so. Seventy percent of the NFL players are black. If I'm not mistaken,
0: and it's like you know when you start saying things about not having black coaches and not having black owners, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, y'all stay in y'all's lane mm-hmm. right you you're getting some money, but right. how much money are they making off of these players
1: exactly,
0: exactly,
1: okay, the way that Brian Forrest the way he found out that he didn't get that job. Three days before his actual interview, he got a congratulatory text message, the wonderful, infamous text message about how awesome and amazing this this contract is going to be. And he's like, wait a minute, I haven't interviewed for that yet. But wasn't the other guy named Brian, the guy guy that got it mixed up?
0: Yep. I'm
1: going to be honest with you. I kind of deal with something like that where I was applying for a job. I did get to interview for it, but it was told to me that they were having a congratulatory like party for the other person, and I didn't even get notification. I didn't get it yet. So I'm like, oh! <laughs> but they want to know why I'm mad. Right. With the NFL, I really feel like if they really want to have it to where it's free-ish or give the same opportunities across the board, they, they would have did it by now. It doesn't make any sense as long as, you know, we have been free-ish for companies to still come up with these, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say offers. Excuses. Well, excuse, no, no, I'm, I'm going in the direction of they coming into, well, they they make a goal of by 2040, we're going to hire, you know, more minority. Like, why is it that you have to go that route when you just be fair.
0: Right. And then they'd be like, oh, well, we can't find enough qualified candidates.
1: Ooh, that sound like a company. I ain't even going to say. <laughs> I f- and then too, it's like, it's hard when, Let's say, to be fair, okay, these companies do come up with these plans or these goals, uh, you know, or how many people they want to hire by a certain amount. Then that person who isn't white is going to feel discriminated against because it's like, yo, they got this pledge or this vow to hire this many people over this certain amount of time that I'm going to get overlooked. And then what about their education? Which I know, you know, but it's all about being fairness. It's all about that. So- I feel like if everybody just go normal, just look at the qualifications, look, you know what I'm saying, stop looking at who the actual person is, then we wouldn't run into that issue. But is that possible though? Will that, do you think that'll backfire on you though? If you're actually looking at the qualifications of the person, Hmm. their resume, and hire them based off of that and not actually looking at them.
0: Now, here's the thing though. Shamika, Ain't going to get hired over Julie. Some some kind of way they're going to figure out. But also part of what I feel like is post-traumatic slave syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like we always tell our kids that we have to be twice as good and more qualified than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And we do. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that it would backfire. Because I feel like we're already overqualified. Right. There's a lot of things that we do because of post-traumatic slave syndrome. From the food we eat.
1: You like chitlins. No. I did when I was little. Don't get me wrong because I didn't know what the hell I was eating. (laughs) Look, you probably take like take my black car or some of the stuff I don't eat. Like I don't, I don't buy Kool Aid. We don't do Kool Aid at my house.
0: Oh well, we're on the health kick, so oh, okay. we don't. I drank that when I was younger before I got health conscious.
1: Yeah, I don't buy Hawaiian Punch. That's a no no.
0: Yeah, but even looking at that, like our food, the things that are quote unquote like black culture foods like the kool-aid like the hawaiian punch
1: it's cheap stuff that we could afford because we were not making that money or had the same opportunities as other people
0: right but it's also killing us because of all the stuff that
1: they put in it right when last time you fried some chicken i don't eat fried chicken see the little shannon they gonna take our goddamn (laughs) card they ain't gonna let us have this podcast but guys, we're still black. Yes, we're still <laughs> black. We're just trying to break generational curses and eat healthy.
0: Right. We have to free ourselves from these things that we do as black people. Right. Because i will be
1: damn if I get on high blood pressure meds. Oh, I'm already there. I'll see. <sighs> I can't, man. It's close.
0: That's the thing. Like, from the food we eat... To our health issues, Mm -hmm. even health care, you know, because they used to say that we didn't feel any pain, Mm -hmm. but we have the highest rate of mothers who die during childbirth. Still to this day.
1: Yeah. Another thing, too, what kind of sparks me is right now people buying houses. And I was talking about how small business owners, they have a hard time getting loans, but what about Getting assistance on purchasing a house. Well, there was a certain financial company in the news here recently because that number they pledged to help a significant amount of African Americans with purchasing their first home. But when they went back and looked at the numbers, that wasn't a really big change.
0: I think after George Floyd's death, a lot of companies pledged a lot of things, but I don't Uh see a lot of those things happening.
1: Right. When you do the questionnaire when you're purchasing a house and that's the first thing at the top, they ask you, what's your race? And they say back then it was because they wanted to make sure you were staying in the area where if, they, if you're African-American, they, if you weren't African-American up there. They want to make sure you stayed in that African-American suburb or community or wherever you were and that you didn't you wasn't shown houses, you know, in the Caucasian area. Redlining. Yeah, there we go. But now I Remember being in, I was in the training class and I was like, okay, well, if that was like that back then, why do we still do this now? They say, oh, we just want to make sure that we're keeping record of it being fair. And I'm like, why does it matter if they have, you know, money or if they have a program they qualify for to help them with their down payment or, you know, they have the credit to back it, then why does it matter? Again, regardless on what people say and the pledges, it's it's there, it's 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 there, and I don't see it going away anytime soon. I had to take my blood pressure medicine. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad! I have to
0: give you that. So I got a game for you.
1: Okay, let's get it.
0: This game is called Free Ish. So I'm going to read a right that we as Black folk gained after slavery ended and you tell me when you think we got that right
1: so am i giving you like an exact date or like give me a year okay
0: okay the right to have a government or a national defense job when did we get that right
1: a national or government defense job Hmm. I have to say, because I think about the Black sisters that worked for NASA. So was that in the 40s? Yeah, like 1943? Oh, yeah. 1941. Oh, okay. I was close.
0: (laughs) We got the right in 1941.
1: Okay, okay. Yes, okay.
0: (laughs) The right to sit wherever we want on the bus.
1: Oh, hell. um. 60s, nineteen I'm not sure on that one.
0: You're close. It was actually
1: 1956. 56, okay. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about Rosa and her shit and then all of the stuff.
0: Yep. When did we get the right to go to a bus terminal where white people were
1: present? Was that after? It was. So would that be 63?
0: That's close. It was 1961.
1: Okay. 61.
0: Okay. Right. So we could sit where we wanted to on the bus in 1956, mm-hmm. but we still couldn't be in the same bus terminal. Ah. So okay. that didn't happen until 1961. Okay. When did we get the right to attend school with white people?
1: Oh, little Ruby Bridges. What was that? <laughs> uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ruby Bridge, is that the same time? Like 1960-ish? Yeah, it's around
0: around the same time.
1: 1957.
0: Okay. All right. When did we get the right to vote without having to take a test?
1: Ooh. I'm not sure on that one. You got to help me out with that one.
0: 1964.
1: Okay, okay.
0: When did we get the chance to vote without having to pay for it.
1: All of that had to be the same time because that was going pretty hard then. So I'll say 63.
0: Ooh, that's close. 66.
1: 66, okay.
0: (laughs) Yep. Okay. You're doing pretty good. Okay. (laughs) When did we get the right to buy a house wherever we want? Now, this is on paper because we all know that we still really technically can't buy a house wherever we right, are. Right,
1: right, right. I'm not sure. Help me with that one. How about
0: 1968? That is not that long ago.
1: No, it's not. That's 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 really sad.
0: When did we get the right to read?
1: Right to read? Oh, Lord, you know, I some Black folks that still can't read.
0: <laughs> we have
1: the right to <laughs> now before it was illegal. <laughs> Now, that had to be earlier on. Yeah. Um, So, we're looking at, like, was it still in, like, the 1800s, like, mid-1800s? Like, 1850 or something like that?
0: Ooh, 1861. I was trying to research that, actually, and I couldn't find an exact date, like, a law that was put into place. Mm -hmm. I think it was just that the...
1: Well, I think it was just spread it out throughout different, like, states or with sections or regions at the time. I don't think it went for everyone. So, well, it looked like
0: after the Civil War ended, it was just kind of like, okay, then they started opening black schools. So then the literacy rate jumped up a lot. All right. So you did pretty good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I only got like technically one (laughs) right. but You You
0: did better than I probably would. (laughs) All right. So the last thing we would do is your spoken word segment.
1: Oh, yes. So, guys, what I would like to do is share something with you guys. Yes, I am Talisa by day, but by night, I do go by Mona Lisa. I am a poet. I have been practicing and writing and doing spoken word for about three or four years now, and it is the dopest outlet there is. This one here is Untitled, but just bear with me because it is very dope. The problem today is this generation doesn't respect the rules of the streetlights. Represent what's black, right? Right. Fist high, out strong like a statue, so accept this repetition till we get it right. Seasoned cast iron skillets, hand downs or queen Brown sugar-shear stockings on a Sunday. mama's chili and granny's collards, and for some, daddy's love. That laugh that he had, the vibrations of his pride, we usually say it ain't like it used to be. Unfortunately, well, and that's just how it is, or words and phrases we use. Danez said there aren't no amber alerts for amber skinned girls. Think about it, girls who are insulted and injected and may feel like their cellulite is far for more than a cottage cheese. Her melanin mocked by faces who look similar to hers, similar to his. Eulogy hater, and we must protest our words and phrases embedded in our DNA. I'm tired. I'm fucking tired. Tired of reminiscing a false past where we ignored Uncle Robert's rubbing of the little girl's lace bloomers, tired of beef between your granny and your great Aunt Mary, the beef that has been seasoned and marinated for years and was spoon fed to us for two and three generations. Think about it. Tired of having to reference our messed up dust swept up under granny's rugs. Tired of performance, black folks' discrepancies to be noticed But as a poet praying to God above that we have nothing, but we do. We keep reminiscing about our false hopes. Now, I don't want to take away from some of the greatest. Back in the day, I mean black in the day. I mean back in the day, Uncle Phil was the greatest, but he wasn't daddy. I smile and I smirk, happy because music still gets me through it. Ain't nothing that you can say about my tardiness, like the way the Refugees and Lauren Hill's riffs. Love and happiness brought pure green pastures, admire the present, the present of how we are more than business owners and people who think outside the box instead of a box holding 10 of us that was only meant for two. We refuse to wait until the well runs dry, taught to believe that we are the problem when in reality we are the future. See, I have an idea. This idea of our childhood happy memories being taught down in a field of flowers left only to reminisce when Cousins was dropped off for playdates, taught to obtain knowledge and share it freely. But it's like bold and graffiti. Imagine what we will be if we had a rainy rainbow. But just don't take my word for it. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> All righty this has been a treat yes 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 yes
0: if you want to continue today's discussion join us at the cookout in our patreon community at www.patreon.com slash blacktivities pod yes
1: And we will be sharing this on our Instagram page. That way you can always go in and check it out and tell your friends about it.
0: Yes, ma'am. Thank you again for being part of our first official episode of Black Tivities. We hope that you'll join us again for episode two, where we'll be talking about black hair.
1: Oh, yes. I
0: can't wait. But until then, kings and queens keep doing big things.